why is it a lamb that takes away the sins of the world? If you were going to take away sin, you might be tempted to think that it's a lion that's needed. You need authority. If you're going to take away sin, if you're going to make sin no more, maybe you just need very tough laws, you need enforcers, you need people to make sure nobody else is doing anything wrong. That might rid the, sin, rid the world of sin. If you're going to take away sin, you need some teeth. And we're tempted to do that sometimes. Maybe less with ourselves than with others. Maybe we get frustrated, why are these people allowed to do all these things that are bad? We want, there's something in us that longs for some authority to just strike them down. No, all this wrongdoing is just going to be eradicated from the world. You could probably guess the outcome of that. There's no way to do that without creating something monstrous. There's no way to rid the sin of world as a lion without becoming worse than the sin you're trying to destroy. And so you haven't rid the world of sin because it's in you. You've taken away the possibility of wrongdoing for others, but you've become a tyrant, which is worse than what anybody else was before you took away their sin. So it can't be a lion that takes away the sins of the world. What about a chicken? Why not just say, there is no such thing as sin. And everything is fine, everything is allowed, everything is acceptable. And if you do that, yeah, there's nothing wrong with anything. Live and let live, just sort of do your thing. Maybe you've gotten rid of sin by just getting rid of the definition, just getting rid of the idea of sin. Maybe you've taken away the sins of the world by making sin not a problem anymore. Of course, when you do that, you're just going to make excuses for people to get worse and worse and worse. You're going to continue the harm that's there in the world. You're just giving up. You're not taking anything away, you're just washing your hands of it. And yet, Jesus is called the Lion of Judah. And yet, Jesus compares himself to a hen that gathers her offspring to herself. And yet, those aren't his main titles. Lion of Judah is there in the Old Testament. The hen thing, he's sort of on his way to Jerusalem and he says it as a kind of passing thought. His title, his identity, is not the lion or the hen. His identity is the lamb. That's how he takes away the sin of the world. How? Well, the lamb, and we can sort of look at the, at the Old Testament for this, with, with the lambs that were sacrificed that Jesus fulfills. The lamb had to be pure. The, lion, the, the lamb is described as humble. The lamb is described as silent as it goes off to be sacrificed. Jesus doesn't take, the sin, take away the sin of the world by punishing all those who sin. He doesn't take the sin of the world by excusing all those who sin. He takes away the sin of the world by 
being pure, being humble, being silent, and being sacrificed for those sins. Sacrifice means he's acknowledging that it's wrong. But instead of punishing others, he accepts the punishment upon himself. That's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. That's how he takes away the sin of the world. Is that what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to make sacrifices and accept suffering to take away the sin of the world? Well, we are supposed to accept sacrifices. We are supposed to offer things up with Christ. We are somehow part of the body of Christ that suffered. But the answer to that is actually no. John the Baptist says, and he witnesses this, and John the Evangelist makes a big point of saying this, John the Baptist says, I am not the Christ. And if John the Baptist is not the Christ, neither are you. You're not the Savior, and it's not your job to take away the sin of the world. That job was taken. That's Jesus' job. Now that's a relief, because none of us could ever do it. All of our suffering multiplied by a billion could never take away a single sin. One drop of Christ's blood erased all of it, forgives all of it. But we do have a job. We're not the lamb. But when John says, behold the lamb of God, these two disciples that we, we know from later in the Gospels, who are Andrew and John the Evangelist, they followed him. That's our job, to follow him. Follow, not become him, but to sort of walk after him. Do our best to sort of do what he did. We can't take away the sin of the world, but we can follow the one who does. And then they, he, Jesus turns and he saw, sees them and he says, what do you want? And they say, Rabbi, where are you sitting? That's our job too. Our job is to talk to him. To pray. And then they stay with him and then they go back to their homes. And Andrew says to Peter, his brother, we have found the Messiah. That's our job. To share what we've learned of Christ the love with which he touched our hearts to share that with the people that we love starting with our own family starting with our own siblings and close friends and those that we that we, that we love and care about then way later in the gospel the, the disciples are asked to go out into the world and preach to everyone but it starts there it starts in the home so let me ask this question what does it look like to be a Christian in a, sim in a sinful world? Right? He's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So he knows that the world is sinful. Now it's good because it takes away our excuses. Right? A lot of the conversations that we have with ourselves, with others, look, you have to lie to get ahead. You have to steal a little bit. You have to cheat on your taxes. You have to do that. You have to. Because that's the way the world is. You've got to compete. As if 
God doesn't understand how sinful the world is when he gives his commandments. As if when you explain to him, look, Lord, just the economy is really weird right now, and then God's going to say, oh, okay, go ahead and steal. I never thought of that. Good. No, like he doesn't know. Oh, everyone around me is gossiping all the time. I don't know how not to gossip. Oh, God is going to say, oh, I never realized other people gossip. He does, you don't think he knows that you're in a sinful world? There's lustful things everywhere. Everywhere you turn, every screen you look at. He doesn't realize that? He is the lamb who takes away the sin of the world. He understands what sin is. So what does it look like to be a Christian in a sinful world? It does not look like a lion walking around, judging everybody around them, and enforcing every, God's law on everybody else. And it does not look like a chicken making excuses for everybody. It also doesn't look like somebody doing either of those things with themselves. Being a Christian doesn't mean gritting your teeth and hating yourself every day because of what a monstrous sinner you are. It also doesn't mean making excuses for yourself all the time. But, remember, the Lamb of God job is taken. You can't die even for your own sins. So what does it look like to be a Christian in this world? It looks like somebody who is forgiven, who has shared in the sacrifice of the Lamb, not by being, being the lamb itself, but when, when in the Old Testament you partake of the meat of the sacrifice, the lamb was sacrificed in the temple, you would take it home, you would eat of that lamb, what that means is you participate now in the sacrifice. Now you're a part of it. And when you come for communion and you receive the lamb of God, it means you are forgiven. Jesus said, this is my body for the forgiveness of sins. That's how he takes away the sin of the world. He takes away the sin of the world, and you participate in him taking, the sin of the, taking away the sin of the world by being forgiven. And by knowing that you're forgiven, and by forgiving others. That's what it looks like to be a Christian in the world. So brothers and sisters, come forward today, receive the Lamb of God, and though you can't become the Lamb, you can participate in his mission by accepting his forgiveness and by passing that forgiveness on to others.